on the bus. <laughs> hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the Bougie Friday Podcast. I'm a little bit rusty, and so are my two co-hosts. Oh, please. Speak, Speak for yourself. yourself. Hey. <laughs> it's, it's quite a disadvantage being the only male in the space because, like, Till and I are in a partnership romantically and business, obviously. A romantic partnership. Well, wow. I mean, That's so romantic. That Charming. Is, that is it's we're part- engaged. Yes, we're engaged. But then, like, when we get into some spaces, like, Till and Soph team up on me. So mm. we need to have a fourth person like another yeah, but male you would not welcome a guy into our group you don't like boys no that's this is true i don't i bet i mean i hmm, interesting anyway guys so season two what's up uh it's been a while we've had a break we've had christmas we've had valentine's we've had my birthday till's birthday yes. we've had new year's we've had a lot going on and we took some time out so happy new year catch up from us guys what's been happening <laughs> no one's going to comment on the fact that Till said Happy New Year and it's the end of February or... <laughs> I'm just stressed. I, just, I can't remember how to do a podcast. I'm like... I'm a little bit nervous. I feel like I'm flushed right now. I know. I've actually got sweaty palms. No, I think it's just because I've been telling jokes and like everyone is so... Over it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's been going on? I don't know. Did you guys miss us? Because I missed you and I'm just... I'm really... I'm when talking to us, our Did you miss us? Because <laughs> Is there something you want to tell us? Is there something we missed out on? I'm talking to our podcast listeners because I definitely missed hearing my voice on the podcast. Oh my goodness gracious me. Oh, you is... listen back, right? I, I struggle listen to listen back so much. Our podcast is the only podcast I listen to, to be honest. And I'll just fast forward to like when my voice, you know when I'm doing that sexy, hello and welcome to the Bougie Friday. Oh my Not Lord. once did you do that. <laughs> that might be my new podcast thing. All right, here for that. I think people did miss us. I hope so. Guys. I really, I really think they did. Like, I'm not trying to toot our own horn, but like, I have received a lot of DMs. Um, I know the the Instagram account received a lot of, um, you know, a lot, a lot of requests to keep doing podcasts. Which is, and it's, I found it quite interesting because the three of us just started this thing to, you know, bounce ideas off each other and like just have fun. Even though, you know, I feel like we do add some sort of value, and it was quite nice to see people responding to that. So. Um, hey, guys, missed you too. It's really cool because I think last year on Bougie Friday podcast, it was very, like, everything you spoke about was very, like, motivational, inspirational and, like, very heavy, like, every single episode. So we're definitely, I think, going to be doing that. But also, like, lighter topics as well. Like, we've got a lot of business experience, all three of us do, that we can talk about how we manage our day, money, you know, like, literally life tips as well as, like, the deep stuff. So it'll be cool to kind of mix everything in together. We want to connect with you guys on a personal level. We want to have, you know, your questions come through on DM. We want to be able to answer those questions or just if you if you have a topic in mind that you want us to discuss and hear our perspective on i don't believe like we are therapists we i don't think we can solve your problems but i think it's nice to listen to three objective opinions about certain topics and draw your own inspiration from can we do like question boxes and stuff like i know there's a podcast i listen to and the whole podcast is like just girls writing in and them giving like advice on topics or their opinions which could be cool doctor back in the day yeah like dolly yes like not much vagina talk more like boy problems but i mean whatever it's just don But I like that we've got Don here because we can have a male's opinion. Mm, he's taken off his bike now, polish now, so. Hey, that was fashion. Like And lasted a day. I mean, it, it felt a bit, it, it was really weird. Like I wanted to do black, two black fingernails and I, it was really cool, but it got pretty weird when I went to the toilet and I was like, 
fingernails were grabbing, you know what? And I was oh, like, Lord. <laughs> anyway, moving on. So, what's up? <laughs> I can't make eye contact with Don right now. <laughs> you guys, this podcast is just a recap. Um, we just wanted to say welcome to season two, episode one, and just catch up with where we've been. Um, Till and I recently had the most amazing little holiday away. It was only two weeks. Uh, we did, where did we go? Paris, Rome, and London. Mm. Um, we went, we did so much. I literally have been telling people we were away for four weeks. That's what it feels like. It feels, it feels like a long time, but it was only two weeks and then it just went by so damn quick. And now we have those holiday blues where, and until I just can't stop reminiscing on a coffee and a croissant and, uh, well, anyway, so how was your holidays? You're so cultured. Yeah, good. I got really blackout drunk. <laughs> Cute. Um, <laughs> so what did you get? Vibe. What did you get for Christmas? What did you get for Christmas? I got drunk. <laughs> Honestly, I'm not a big drinker. And I, so I'm originally from Melbourne, for those that don't know, and I spent a lot of time back in Melbourne over Christmas and New Year's. And I had like back-to-back weddings, baby showers, all of the things that happen. Make you depressed. (laughs) When you're alone. Um, (laughs) No. And I had wedding number one, which was great. It was like 40 degrees, stinking hot. Wedding number two was raining. And Melbourne, Melbourne things. I didn't have dinner and... There were cocktails there, and I'm such a sucker for a cocktail. And I just was throwing back the cosmos, and one thing led to another. And I don't know what the other was because I blacked out. <laughs> and now I'm like, I'm not going to be drinking ever for a while or just more than a couple of drinks because it was horrible. It was actually horrible. And not because it was like I was hungover and hangovers when you're 30 or worse or anything. It was just like, ew, I'm not that person. That's mm. not me. That's like 21-year-old. So It's, it's funny because I know we, the three of us agree that we're not going to go into a serious deep topic in the podcast because we want to keep it lighthearted and do sort of an intro. But like it, a thought that just popped into my mind, I think it's something that a lot of people can um, reflect on or connect with is that, you know, we grow up. We, we, you know, we finish school and then we like move on with our lives and we progress and progress and we have all these goals and these ambitions and we work hard at them. But then like sometimes we can just like be reminded or go back to the space where we're influenced mm. to just, I don't know if it's if forgetting your way is the right word, but like, I don't know, it's just, some, it's, a, it's an interesting topic. Different it's environmental a, yeah, yeah. impacts. And I think as well, I kind of reflected on this on my Instagram about dieting too It's kind of like this notion of when you're around your family and the people who kind of unconditionally love you, not that I'm not around that in Sydney, but you kind of, things just become a bit lax, like a bit, you're a bit more chill. Like you don't need to be killing it in business for them to love you, or you don't need to be like showing up every day or like spot on with your diet because they love you regardless. And Nan doesn't ever think you're eating enough food anyway. Exactly. And it's kind of like things just become a little bit, comfortable yeah so i think it's it's easy depend you know when you're in that environment to slip back to like old habits or habits that you don't really do in your day-to-day life day-to-day and i mean like just to just to clarify like in my opinion you did nothing wrong no you didn't do anything wrong but i just think that you know in, in my life i find if i hang out with the wrong group of friends or people from my past for example like i might change i might be influenced to not live the best life that I live right now. Mm. Yeah, yeah, you are a, what is it, you are a um, product of the, your surroundings. The people you hang around with or the people you listen to, 100%. And I think it's interesting as well. And it's like when you're at school, you, you have your friends and you have this connection with them, but then everyone grows up and everyone kind of grows up at different paces too. So I think 
if you take anything from this, it can also be that you don't have to be in the same spot as everyone else that you that was in your social group. Like everyone matures and develops differently. Priorities change and they're allowed to change and you have every single right to like want to do different things and not fall back into that if you don't want to do it anymore. I think it's important just to always remind yourself of who you are and what you want to achieve, like where you're at in life. Like, I mean, I know that if I had to go back to my young group of friends or, you know, the old me, like you sort of just, you don't have, you're not in touch with that that version of yourself. But sometimes it's a good reminder. Like it to, actually, to actually yeah. be like, hey, that's not me anymore. Yeah, like, this is true. Yeah. And that was me the next day. It wasn't that I, like you said, Don, did something wrong, mm. but I did something that I disappointed myself with my behavior. And that is a feeling that, one, you can't escape, and two, I have not felt that in so, so long. Like, honestly, I hadn't felt that feeling. And I was like, wow, this is like self-disappointment. This is horrible. Yeah. That's like the it's worst. Really that's the worst feeling. But it's something that everyone goes through. That's yeah. that's the most important thing to, and you to need articulate. It, like, just to like kick yourself back and like know that you're on the right path. Whatever you're doing now is the right thing for you yeah. because like yeah. that felt so wrong. Yeah. Okay, okay cool. So what did you do after that? Like what – how did you snap back? How did you cure your well, hangover? So I was just about to say that. I was like the – you can't change what's happened and the only thing to do is move forward and just reflect, be super aware. Be like, cool, why did I make those decisions? How could I have done that differently in the same situation? And what does this show me for the kind of person that I want to be? And I was like, I don't want to be some like, you know, 30-year-old that's like going to weddings, <laughs> getting like pissed and making... Oh, making, you were that girl. <laughs> you, were, you were that girl. You were at like singles table? No, I was the only single. Oh. And there weren't tables. It was a standing oh, room. Oh, I understand why you got drunk. <laughs> but like, honestly, I was just like, I don't want to be that person and I'm not that person. So I'm just going to continue my life as I as I was there's there's no real change that need to happen just a bit of a oh, okay I made some decisions that didn't really reflect who I want to be so all I can do is keep making decisions that I feel align with who I am now did you have a good meal though like your hangover meal oh yeah I had the next day meal yeah mm. we went and got some brunch we got some I'm a sweet and savory girl so I kind of when we went for brunch the other day at Speedo's I saw you do this too so I get Vegemite avocado on one piece of toast. I don't do that. And then peanut butter and jam <laughs> on the other for sweet. So you got sweet and savory. So you can have dessert. Yeah. Breakfast dessert. Yeah. It's funny. No one ever picks up that I do that. I appreciate that. Thanks for noticing. Strawberry jam on toast at the end of your breakfast is like. Oh my god, guys! Strawberry jam whipped ricotta. This is what I learned in Italy on like delicious sourdough bread. Biggest vibe, and I've got a low cal option, which I'm loving at the moment. So good. Well, speaking of calories and time away and getting comfortable around families, yes, we were chatting about this before we jumped on, and just kind of saying how weight gain is quite a common thing over the holidays and just in general, particularly if you're going to new countries, trying new foods, new culture. Um, around the festive time so let's touch on that yeah well when I was when we were away like there was no diet a hundred percent I had some people asking me like are you counting macros and I was like nope not at all like especially in Italy it was we had well whipped ricotta with jam on sourdough for breakfast lunch was a pizza dinner was a pasta and that was repeated and we ate pretty much like that for maybe two, two weeks majority of the time we walked a lot and we tried to tra- tried to train in the little hotel gym like I did some weird sprints for like 10 minutes which was a vibe um but the thing is we weren't fussed about it like I really 
would hate to have gone on a trip and been counting calories or worried about how much I was consuming or what I was eating. Obviously, you kind of know, like you don't want to have like six bowls of pasta at every meal. You can, Don and I shared some things, but that really wasn't our concern. Like I said this on Instagram, I was like, if you went to Europe and you didn't gain any holiday weight, I feel like you may be holidaying wrong because like that's part of the culture, that's part of the experience. And I would have hated coming back home and thinking, oh, I wish I tried that pasta. I wish I had that gelato. I wish I tried that croissant in France. And that would just be an absolute waste of a holiday. Like memories don't come back like that. So, and weight can be lost. So I think it's like, you have to prioritize. Like sometimes obviously be like cautious of your calories and things like that. But sometimes there's definitely more to life than like being super strict on your calories, especially being on holiday. Like it was incredible. And turns out like I didn't really gain as much weight as I kind of thought I had uh, done in my head. Shout out to Trey Yeah, absolutely. Well, say, like you've got the tools to yeah. kind of know what decisions to make to like fast in the morning if you know you're going to have a big dinner or yeah. like getting your daily steps in or – making different choices throughout the day if you know you're about to have like a really decadent dinner or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And it was just like the food was next level. But I think like you like my loves from from observation, like you've got a much, much better relationship with food and mm. like yourself when it comes to food. I, I think it's based on quite a few different levels. Like your education around nutrition has changed, but you're also not so caught up in that space. Like mm. I've noticed we, you and I, go out a lot more for dinners and you're very much more relaxed when it comes I to... I even leave food on my plate sometimes, yeah. like, if I'm not hungry, which is, like, like, so... Rare. I haven't come from a background of, like, massive binge eating, so that is a huge milestone for me. It was funny because you went from a massive background in binge eating to super strict mm. comp prep dieting, which are two polar opposite ends of the spectrum and both had, like, you know, mental impact on your relationship with food. But then now... You've got this really cool thing where it's like you you're at the in the perfect balance of it. Like even when we ate like Italians oh. in Italy, we were still walking forever. Mm. We were still and we didn't do we didn't have five massive pasta and um, whatever meals a day. We'd have you know three big meals a day, but we were still being conscious about it. We also didn't really care too much. Mm. And I feel like that's also translated into our current lifestyle too. Like you're considering, you're conscious, you're you're eating intelligently. You're still technically you know, counting your cows, but you're not so caught up in that space. You're enjoying, you're being very present. And that's like the thing I've noticed with both of you, like just being present in your food choice and in life and not being consumed by this thing. And it's so weird. Like I think when you like become present, you also have more control over your food. Like if you are so food obsessed all the time and not like enjoying the moment, then I think that's as well when you can overeat because like you just – if you are restricting yourself all the time, it's something that Soph taught me is like about macros and not being restrictive. If you're constantly restricting yourself, as soon as you're in front of pizza, pasta, wine, whatever, you need all of that and that's all you can think about. Instead of being in the moment, enjoying the meal, enjoying the company, enjoying the culture, putting all that together, like you'll gain a little bit of weight, but somehow you don't as well because you don't need to eat the entire thing because you've really enjoyed that slice or whatever it is. Um, And then, like, yeah, you don't want to miss out on memories. Like, you can always – I know the tools. You guys probably know the tools if you don't join TWS because it's the bomb to shred holiday weight if you need to. If you want to come back and get back on track, which is tough, it's what I'm doing now, but you can do it. Like, you can just get back on track, lose any holiday weight if you've gained it, if you want to. You don't necessarily have to, obviously. Um, And 
you know and you have the tools that you can make the smart decisions and be feeling yourself again and have these incredible memories. So it's it's actually, yeah, it's so different to think like how I would have been if I came straight off comp prep or anything like that and went traveling. I probably would have gained like 10 kilos in two weeks instead of what, maybe two or three kilos that I gained. Could you, could you imagine if we went to Paris and we didn't have a coffee and a croissant. Oh my God, that was part of it. Could you, could you imagine if we went to Italy and we had never ordered had... a salad with no dressing? I would, I would be, I think I'd be so, so disappointed because mm. food is such an important part of traveling in my opinion. Like it was one of the best things, like walking around for hours and then finding a cute or quaint little cafe somewhere and sitting down and having a wine and sharing a pizza yeah. bread or a pasta. Like, that's what makes the trip. So if you're doing that and, you know, we'd sit down and sharing it with your partner, like that intimacy of that sharing that meal together is spectacular. I'd be really gutted and sad maybe if you sat down and had like a, a salad. Mm. And, I think it's and different as well. Salad, yeah, maybe. if you're like, if that's what you want to choose, and if you're living there and you've got like long term plans, you know, it becomes more of like a lifestyle there. But yeah. when it's like a holiday and you're there to experience the culture as it is, like, you really have to enjoy yourself, I think. But coming back, and I have done a lot of training this week. I've done F45, I've done spin class, which is like all completely new to me. I just felt like stepping out of my comfort zone a little and tracking my calories, tracking my macros. And it's fucking hard to get back on track. Like I would love just to have like wine, pizza and pasta for the rest of my life. But I've considered it. I'm like, <laughs> no, we're, technically, we're, all, we're technically married. I'm like, you know. <laughs> I love you how you are. Well, the Mediterranean diet is uh, one of the best. Yeah. So. <laughs> but like it is hard. It's definitely hard to get back on track. And I don't want anyone to, I talk, spoke about it on my Instagram the other night. I don't want anyone to think like it's so easy for people. Why is it so hard for, for you personally or um it's hard for everyone, I think, but there's literally, there's no quick fix. There's no secret to it. You just got to do it and that you've just got to make the effort. You've got to get motivated and the motivation will only come from yourself and you just have to do it and take the first step. And once you've taken the first step and you're back on board and you've had that one successful day, the next day is a little bit easier and it then soon becomes a habit. But you just have to, you just have to go and get it done. Like there's literally no, like I remember when I posted the other day and people were like, oh, I love that because like I've been making excuses for not going to the gym. I've been finding every excuse under the sun because I've had a long work day or I've done this or I've done this or I've done that or why I deserve to eat this food. And if you want to eat the food, eat the food. But if you're actually serious about like getting back on track, put down the food, go to the gym and just get it done. There's no, there's no secret to it. Yeah. Make your decisions and execute. Yeah. yeah. The first, the first session back is always the hardest you're going to, if you've had time off training, you're going to be sore mm. for the next week. Your muscles are going to feel it. <laughs> yep. And, but that's, but that really, it really does become easier. Like we build it up in our heads to be this whole journey and process and all these things you have to change and sacrifice and do. And then you do your one session, you'll have one day back in your calories and be like, oh yeah, this is actually like the habits that I had built prior to going. Mm. They're all still here. So I'm just going to keep going it really is just a process of one rep at a time and you feel so damn proud of yourself like once you've had a good after being away and you come back and you've had a good session and a good like calorie day like oh damn i got this like i like i love i I just love training guys like how good does it feel to come back and just get into the gym like not not to get fit or health whatever just like actually go to a proper gym and have a good session. Oh, my God. There's so many things, like, that we now appreciate after traveling and being in Europe. When we come home, we're like, oh, my God, like, 
the gym, our house, like a double shot flat white, oh, gluten free life, milk labs, like I've missed you. It's just it's just really good to be back. So, what are you doing to get back on track and like just execute in your lifestyle? Yeah, I feel like the same when I'm in Melbourne, even though it's the same country, it's just a different state. My routine is so solid and set in Sydney that when I come back, it's so easy to be on track and be on point. Whereas when I'm in Melbourne, there's like all these cafes that I kind of, I get a bit of an attachment because I'm like, oh, but I'll be going back to Sydney soon. And there's like a cookie that I really love at this cafe and a Mm -hmm. donut that I really love at that one. So may as well, like a bit of kind of fuck it mentality. And then you get back and it's just kind of like, okay, no, this is where we do, this is where we're on track, this is where we're on plan. And it's kind of hard to strike a balance between the two because I'm like Melbourne so and Sydney so. Yep. And they're both kind of extreme opposites. But I think that that's a thing, just being aware of like maybe what your triggers are, being super clear with your vision and what your your goals are and the actions that you need to take to actually make that a reality and make that happen and just be hold yourself accountable at the end of every day be like okay well the actions that I took today reflective of where I want to be in three months time because like we always kind of say the actions and your behavior today is what's going to impact whether you're closer to your goals in you know three months time tomorrow the future so you really have to be accountable to your actions and just be really honest with what you're trying to do to achieve them. And like you said, like self-disappointment is the worst and that's the worst as well is when you have like set out to like have a good macro day, go to the gym, do all this, and then like you have the fuck it mentality and you look back at your day self-reflecting and you're like, oh, I didn't do that, and then you've disappointed yourself and then it gets even harder to get on track the next day. Mm. Once you start making one poor decision that isn't reflective of your goals, it's like, yeah, you kind of spiral down and it's easier to reach for those excuses and then you're just not really winning. Like you're not really doing the things that you that make you feel good or promote that self kind of growth and development. So I think that's where the real pain comes in, not necessarily being like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm not losing the weight I wanted to lose. It's like, no, I'm not sticking to my own word. I'm letting myself worse. down, yeah. And I think I think you don't have to wait to the end of the day as well to, like, self-reflect because otherwise you can, like Soph said, spiral out of control. It's like um, they're saying, like, if you get a flat tire, you don't, like, slash the other three of them. Like, if you get split ends, you don't shave your head. Like, you can stop at any time if what you're doing, and it's not just related to, like, food and fitness. If what you're doing right in this moment isn't, putting you in a place or the direction that you want to be going in, just stop and change. You don't have to wait till Monday, wait till the end of the day. Like you have full control and the power now. So just remember that you can always do that and don't go like, don't start spiraling. Don't slash all your car tires just because of one mistake. It's like when people know they're going to start the diet on Monday and so on Saturday and Sunday they go absolutely ham. They order all this food because they're like, I'm going to eat all these things. My pantry's got all this chocolate and I've got to eat it because I won't have any self-control. Can't throw it out. <laughs> yeah, it's like trust yourself. Like you got this. You you can do this and you can also set yourself up with a diet that is flexible and it still allows for the things that you love mm-hmm. so you're not doing super strict things for the whole period that when inevitably it ends, you go back to that way of living and regain everything you've lost. I think I think there's a very, very important mentality approach that one needs to take to these things. Like stop focusing on your mistakes or stop focusing on your bad decisions because I, I ultimately believe that, you know, bad decisions don't really exist. Just accept the decision. It didn't go to plan. Put it aside. Shelf it. Train your mind to forget it and just move on with the things you can control. And think and about what you're after, yeah. 
constantly making um, better decisions, micro decisions, small little wins on a daily basis that's going to really empower your lifestyle. And like if you've done, you know, God, if you had a box of chocolates last night, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Like, don't don't live mm-hmm. your whole day today thinking, fuck, I had a box of chocolates, I went 1,000 calories on my... doesn't matter, it's not important. What's important is the micro-positive decisions you're telling or you're making today and the story you're telling yourself that's going to empower you on a daily basis. And celebrate every little... Like, literally, I we went and got coffee and I would love an almond flat white, but I've already had one today, so I got a long black. And, like, I still do this where I'm like... In my head, I'm like, fuck yeah, girl, well done. You got a little black. Like little things like that. That's like a little celebration because you can be proud of yourself for every single thing that you do that is like putting you in the right direction. Yeah. Focus on little wins instead of big losses. It is the secret to happiness. It is the absolute secret to happiness. If I could write a book with one line (laughs) in, it would be that. Just focus on the little things that make you happy. It's going to... It's going to take on, take over your life. I promise you. It's yeah, just, and life isn't as overwhelming yeah. when you're looking at little things like your that. Your problems don't exist. Like mm-hmm. your your they actually don't exist. It's just it's just this what it is. Like don't focus on that shit. Get on with it. Like ah, just worry. <laughs> ah. Um, yeah, that's it. The problem the problem is there, but it it depends. Like your mindset will create whether it's a problem or whether it's just something to learn from. Our minds yes. can create so our minds are beautiful things, but they can either create. The biggest load of shit out of something or the biggest bunch of flowers out of something, we create that thing in our own headspace. It's crazy. I read this thing. I think it was last night. And it was like you sit down in a silent room by yourself and you can either decide if it's loneliness or if it's peace. Wow. Yeah. It's It's true, right? Oh, that's deep. Yeah. But it's true. You can work out if something's good or bad. Like nothing, like you choose the emotion that comes with any situation. That's your control. Wow, that was deep. That was a moment. All right, so guys, one guys, thing. Guys, did I just get the quote? Yeah. I think so. I think no. Yes. One out of one. <laughs> 2020, you're mine. So uh, something else I want to comment on is jet lag. Jet lag is an absolute bitch traveling back from Europe. I used to watch Rich Kids of Beverly Hills and they used to be like, we don't get jet lag because we travel that much, like being like super bougie and like they travel the world all the time. They never get jet lag. And so I never wanted to admit, like I never traveled until now. So um, I obviously would have got jet lag. But I, I was like, if I ever travel, I'm never going to admit to having jet lag, just like Dorothy on Rich Kids of Beverly Hills. But man, I had jet lag. Well, it's funny because like I've traveled a fair bit and I've never really had jet lag like this. We Ooh, got yeah, rich kid of yeah. South Africa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, economy all the way. Guys, like we – our trip back started from Rome in the morning. We flew from Rome to Gatwick, which is in England, and then we trailed from Gatwick to Heathrow and then caught a flight from a, a, an eight-hour flight from Heathrow to Abu Dhabi and then a 14-hour flight from Abu Dhabi to Sydney. It was like three days to travel. Across three time zones. We got home, we sort of slept quite a bit on the plane, and then we unpacked, like, till another type of people, that as soon as we get home, we smash out our washroom, we clean the house, we pack, unpack everything, we leave nothing in disarray, and then I said to Till, I was like, babe, I'm, like, really struggling right now, let's just have a nap. Till was like, no, I'm going to walk day, and... I did walk day before we slept. I was like, okay, and then... I was like, I'm going to the gym, this is, like, this is it, I'm going to put fake tan on. Babe, you're exhausted, just come have, just let's just have a little power nap. Maybe an hour or two hours max. And then we both laid in, we got in bed, laid in bed, couldn't fall asleep for like a minute. And then like we were gone. We woke up and the sun was dark. It's eight and a half hours we slept for. <laughs> but I thought I was going for a 20 minute nap. And then for the next three days, we struggled. Like we couldn't get into sleeping routines. And then it was last week, Friday, we got home at like 5 p.m. 
I fell on the couch. You were still talking to me, and I passed out. And then you were trying to stay awake for the rest of the evening. And I asked Instagram, which was like an should hour. I stay awake or what? go to sleep? And everyone's Instagram. like, stay awake. So then I like, woke up. I was like, no, we have to Pretty stay sure awake. you kicked me in the head accidentally or purposefully. <laughs> and then we went to bed and we woke up. We had, what was that, 13 hours sleep? Anyway, jet lag is yeah, rough. It's just so far away from everything. Honestly. Like, literally, I was, we were talking to people at the airport and I was telling them how long our flight is back and they couldn't believe it. Oh, yeah, everyone, where are you from? Australia. Oh, wow, far away. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, no, thanks, guys. Thanks for the reminder. No. Thanks, bro. So, yeah, that, 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 was our, that was a little recap on where we've been. Did we cover everything you wanted to mention? I think so. I'm just, like, super excited for what's to come with the podcast because we want to cover off, as Till mentioned at the start, a bunch of different topics, whether it's business, productivity hacks, beauty, lifestyle, fashion, Obviously, keeping you guys up to date with everything that's going on for us because we're all kind of working on super exciting ventures and, and new things that are going to be dropping that we kind of chat about over on our Instagrams, which are all of our main kind of social media domains. Guys, for real, you want to you want to make sure you're staying tuned with what we're doing. Like, we're going to drop some bombs this year. It's quite crazy. I don't often like come up with those things and be like, watch the space. Big things are coming, but but watch this space. Watch Big things <laughs> are coming. Like, just from our end, like Stacks, we've got so much coming up with Stacks. Like we've got a 12-month plan of just things we're trying to execute if the coronavirus doesn't continue to spread. It's it's a very, very touchy subject in the Stacks office at the moment because like uh, our company is severely affected by it. That's not our concern. Our concern are our friends like in China um, that are struggling. But yeah, so that that's a real epidemic at the moment. That's probably a full podcast on its own. Um, but, you know, hopefully things... Hopefully someone comes up with a cure soon and, like, everyone in Australia can just ah, can just win and then we can get back on track and then the rest of the year is going to be wild. So what about the um, Bushfire organizer, the book? Oh, yeah, so it's it's probably going to be we're getting this out Sunday. It's probably going to close by then. I think we're closing uh. it either Sunday or Monday, but a group of fitness professionals, influencers, athletes, and myself included, all pulled together to create an ebook, and 100% of the proceeds are going to charity to help rebuilding Australia. So obviously, the full kind of media coverage of the fire happened at the end of 2019 and start of 2020 with the horrible fires that took over Australia and burnt just so much of the country. And so it took a little bit of time. The guy that's organised it kind of was with the graphic designer and. It's only just come back now. So we're just promoting this ebook that's got heaps of valuable information in it about health and fitness and building habits and nutrition and training and refeeds and reverse dieting and, and all these things. So yeah, if you guys are interested in buying that, we'll put the link in the description and hopefully that's still live. It's only 20 Australian dollars and 50% is going to St. Vincent's and 50% is going to WISE, which is helping the wildlife and they're kind of the two main uh, companies that are helping to rebuild because obviously the aftermath of these things is just horrible. There's still so much destruction. People have lost homes, lives, family members, the wildlife that's been affected. Like there's just so much going on. So all that money is going to go towards helping the country rebuild. That was insane. Like that, yeah, I I cried so much just watching all the disaster that I was happening in times. Australia. There are many, many days that yeah. like with the stuff, the graphic stuff that came out on Facebook, they exposed mm-hmm. it for what it really was, like yeah. touched us what all so much. What was actually quite 
I don't know, nice isn't probably isn't the right word, but like when we were away and we were like chatting to people, they everyone knew about the fires, yeah. which was people really were concerned about yeah, us. Yeah, everyone asked about the fires, which was um, touching. For the right like, way. Thank you so much. Like, thanks for checking in. Yeah, because in terms of global news, Australia doesn't really ever pop up. Mm. No one really, no one really knows a lot about us. Little no. old Australia, you know, down down here, we're just this funny kind of country. But down under, <laughs> yeah, there's some serious issues that have been occurring and. You know, it's making a lot of people really aware of the effects of global warming on, and, you know, it's kind of like horrible, horrible thing that has happened. But if we can draw any positives from it, it's creating more awareness around what's really going on in the world. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to... I don't want to damper the, the thought and the spirit we're bringing up on that aspect. But then the thing that makes me a little bit sad is the fact that China are going through one of the worst epidemics mm. of human time, but people aren't as sympathetic um, about that. Do you know what I mean? Like where where's the international support? You know, it's it's almost as if no one really is caring where the fundraisers for, you know, the, the hospitals, of thousands, the hospitals, like research, like, you know, people have lost their lives. Like Australia, we had it really bad. So many of our beautiful animals have died, blah, blah, blah. But like, cool, we also have to keep an open mind and support China. Mm. Like, and that's just something that, you know, it's, it's, I, I'm actually getting sad just thinking about it right now. Like, where is the support for them? Mm. You know, they need it as well. The human beings that are losing their lives right now need that support. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I just hope there's a, a movement that grows. I think too. so. There's like, I have seen stuff on the news and like on Facebook and that now that people are publicly speaking about it mm. all more. Which can only be it, it kind of gets picked up by a few people and then social media works its wonders and it spreads mm. and gets a lot more awareness than the media starts covering it more because it's got a lot of attention it's trending, and high click yeah. through rates and whatnot. So hopefully we have, you know, may, maybe even us discussing it brings I guess know, it's just awareness, right? Mm. Absolutely. Cool. All right guys, are we gonna leave it at that? Yeah, I reckon. Any final thoughts? I reckon Till's quote was a banger. We'll see that on the Instagram. Oh, you can sit in an empty room in silence and decide whether it is peace or loneliness. Wow. On that note, guys, hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. We love being back. We'd love to hear your thoughts and opinions. We won't do a comp this time because we actually didn't think about it. Uh, (laughs) But we'll see or speak to you in a week. Thanks for tuning in. Love you. Bye. See you guys.